welcome to Alive and Kicking, the 90s football podcast. The podcast that's more 90s than Bob Mortimer going, ooh, with a handbag. I don't think I've done that one. Anyway, my name's Ash Rose, your host and guide on this, the original 1990s football podcast. It's 2023, and that means we'll be going for seven years? My word, my word, people. The original, stick to us, we, we do it best. And we do it best because we have the best people on this show, including my cohort on this at the moment. He is the landlord of the football tavern, Mr Ed Chambers. Ed, is it too late to say Happy New Year? Are we in that weird position yet? I don't know. Oh yeah, I think I think uh, I think we are. But due to the fact that we haven't spoken this year, yeah. I will say happy uh, happy New yeah. Year to you and happy New Year to everybody listening. But you know, I mean, I think there is a cutoff point at some point where you uh, you probably stop saying it. But you know, <laughs> January has just absolutely flown by. To be yeah, perfectly honest, we're sitting yeah. here now, sort of heading towards February, and it's like, where did where did that go? It's a, yeah, it's a bit of fun. It's a funny old time, isn't it? I always find that yeah. just, you try and get into your groove, and before you know it, it's February, and I mean, yeah. my daughter's birthday is at the end of January, so it's always kind of we have Christmas, and then it's yeah. kind of like right, it's her birthday, and then we give yeah. up that, and yeah. um, at the moment she's three, so she's not completely aware of it. So, but oh right, okay, bigger, yeah, bigger the you yeah. know the older she gets, yeah, uh, Underst- so. un- understood, yeah, understood. Yeah. But it, I think we're um, I think we're lucky at the minute with um, football. There just seems to be so much football on at the minute as well. It just seems to be every day of the week there seems to be a game of football on maybe i'm just exaggerating there no, but, yeah. i mean it's not quite um, world cup heady days of no games a day which i no, no. living off and dreaming back to those high yeah. days of december but yeah of no it does, it does seem to be something i think because the, the the weird there was like a, it keeps being like a random premier league fixture didn't it like, yeah like, yeah like, what, what they're all kind of catching up i guess from the the truncated season that we have yeah exactly yeah but uh, yeah, no, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to talking 90s yeah, thought, well, nonsense. Well, as seen from the Twitter feed, we thought what we'd do to open 2023, mm-hmm. uh, we just threw out a tweet last week when we were meant to record and then some gremlins got into my uh, fuse in my plug in my computer, which is why we didn't record last week. Right, yeah. Uh, which has now been fixed. Um, we thought we'd open the floor to you guys, the listeners who have sent us a few topics that we will discuss. We won't deep dive. I mean, a couple of them I think we already have, actually, if you go back in the archive. Um, but we'll just touch on, you know, our memories of them and stuff. Um, but, Ed, I think I've, I've said the tweet when we first when we first got into 2023. I always mm-hmm. think this when we get there. Like, so 1993 is now 30 years ago. I know. I know. It's scary, is isn't it? Like, when, I, when we've done them before, like 91, 92, I obviously remember them, but they get yeah. more and more clear now. Like, yeah. When you think of Man United winning the Premier League for the you know their first league title in 26 years, Keane signing from late at that season, yeah. Ronald the bastard Cooman, yes, it's, yes. Uh, I'm glad yeah, you gave like, him his um full yeah. name there as well. Yeah, I did, yeah, um, just, but yeah, yeah it makes you, it makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it it does. Yeah, it it really does. Yeah, when I, mean, I was looking, I was looking at something the other day that was to do with uh, 1998, and then I yeah. was like, holy crap, that's 25 years ago, like yeah. that. That to me is scary. So obviously, the longer we do this podcast, obviously the further away it gets. I mean, that's that's life, that's time, that's what happens. But it it does, yeah. I mean, thirty years ago, nineteen ninety three. That's that's fairly scary to me. Um, you know, it's you know, it's it's a bit like us in nineteen ninety three, basically talking about nineteen sixty three, which, which is probably like, like a lifetime ago. Like when yeah. you talk about the sixties, you're like, yeah. oh, and now I'm yeah, that exactly. parent. 
not only talking about the 90s but recording a bloody audio exactly yeah we're still we're still we're still living there sort yeah. of life life sort of ended on the sort of 31st of january uh, 31st of december 99 i think yeah. but um for us but um yeah it, yeah it's pretty it's pretty scary as you say you know roy obviously like roy things like roy king signed of united and united win that premier league and you know arsenal won the the fa cup and yeah. league cup when they played sheffield they wednesday those you know and i'm sure sheffield wednesday fans are delighted that i brought that up um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just crazy to me that it doesn't feel, it, obviously it does feel like a long time ago, but it doesn't feel like 30 years ago. No, it doesn't. But, you know, we're here, we're still talking about it. I don't know if it will be doing 1998 when we get to 30 years then. I think we may have run out of topics by that point. To talk oh, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Join us in five years time and when we're still going and talking about 90s football. Um, so we've got a few subjects that we've got listed down um, that we're going to kind of go through. I'm seeing as you mentioned Sheffield Wednesday there, I'm going to pick up on one that's probably just kind of short and kind of a bit fun. Um, yep. from Bullet Robinson, who's Richard Robinson, who, who replied to our tweet. Um, to be honest, I should have looked into this because I was going to, and then I forgot to do it and emailed you instead. So, but I, I will, I will think as we go. Um, but he asked who would win out of Big Ron's 94 Villa League Cup winners and his 91 Sheffield Wednesday winning team. Which is kind of a one. It's very wow. random. I get it. Obviously, there's the Ron Atkinson. Mm-hmm. That is the, the, the key uh, denominator between the two. But I don't know how he came up with that scenario. No. But two. That's that. Firstly, two fantastic teams, though, weren't they? Abs- absolutely. Yeah. There's. There's no question about it that they were. They were two very good teams. The ninety-one Sheffield Wednesday team, even though they were in Division Two, Oof, um, yeah. which is the Championship as as now, but. Um, They've been relegated, but they made it their kind of uh, mission to get promoted. But at the same time, they had this fabulous League Cup run. Um, beat Chelsea in the semi-final, got to the final against United. And United team as well. Like, of, oh, cusp, I mean, yeah, I mean, United team, really. Yeah, I mean, this is a United team sort of hurtling towards the Cup Winners' Cup final yeah. that year. Um, and um, obviously in the League Cup final as well. But, you know, trophies were still rare for Fergie. This was his second go but winning a trophy after winning the FA Cup in 1990. And, um, you know, Sheffield Wednesday are a really good size. You know, players like John Sheridan, David Hurst, as we've talked about um, before, but Nigel Pearson at centre-back. You know, real, real good players, um, very good team that Big Run had sort of created there, even though they had got relegated, but kind of unexpectedly got relegated um, at 1990. And then, obviously, Big Run, you know, controversially gets them promoted and then um, leaves exit stage left for Aston Villa right away um, or a few days before the start of the next season where ironically his first game as Aston Villa manager is away at Hillsborough um, which I always found fascinating yeah it's amazing but the, the Villa side he had you know the, the side that finished second were a fantastic team um, it's been said I think when we had Steve Froggett on actually Steve Froggett said that that season, it wasn't necessarily a case of Manchester United winning it. It was almost a case of Aston Villa handing it over, which yeah, is, does, does feel does feel right. Don't they? They always think yeah. he wasn't quite experienced enough to get over the line at that's, that stage. That's right. I think I think Villa's league position dipped slightly the next season, which is when we're talking about when they won the League Cup. And if they were to play each other, that is a great day. I mean, I, I, I like you. It's, it's very left field. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm, 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 I think Richard. Um, I think Richard definitely does follow um, football. Tavern. I can't remember if he's he's a fan of one or the other, but it's a great. 
It's a great question. question. Um, I'd argue oh. that the side oh. that Villa beat the Man United because that was Man United as well, wasn't it? In the '94 final, yeah. Um, that that side was. I mean, the Man United. Yeah. It's full on. It's come on your red. That song, you know. Yeah. From, apart from Les Seeley in goal, who, who played yeah. at the pitch, Michael. It's Parker, Bruce, Pallister, Owen, Chelsea's Keane, Ince, Giggs, Hughes, and Cantona. It's literally I mean, that, that song. Come on your red. It's literally yeah. that. I've now got that in my head. Um, yeah. True. Yeah, and that is. Um, but that that is a that is a brilliant United team. So you'd you'd argue yes that Chef um, Aston Villa will probably come out on top. But Just, oh, it'd be tight. I tell you, it's. Yeah, it's one of those. If the two, if the two sets of players, obviously, you know, there might be a bit of crossover somewhere. But if the two sets of players um, played each other, you know, ten times, it, it, you know, it could literally be five each. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. it really, there really isn't much in it. Is that a cop out? Probably. Um, <laughs> so I will say, oh, I think Villa Ast- would it. Aston Villa, but yeah. only yeah. just, but only, only just. Yeah. Yeah, probably, no thanks to Graham Fenton who didn't live up to some of the, mm-hmm. the some of the other players that played on that Villa team that day. Yeah, uh, but you know you got Paul McGrath who played that day, Earl the Parrot, yeah. uh-huh. who scored, Dean Saunders who I doesn't get enough love for me. I really think Dean Saunders is one of those underrated strikers um, in, in of that era. Always scored goals, wasn't great in the tackle. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And he isn't the greatest pundit. He says some very... He's, I can't remember what he said on TalkSport the other day. And I saw it on their Twitter feed because I don't generally listen to it. But I saw it on their yeah. Twitter feed. It was something, you know, one of those sentences you think, and you're just saying that for clickbait type. But yeah. Um, reasons, but... There's not a love, not enough love for Dean Saunders. Um, there might be reasons for that. Um, oh, there's uh, definitely. I'm talking about yeah, really, uh, I just think I mean, on yeah. a football level, you're talking like his, his, his goals and stuff. No, I think I think he was a decent a decent goal scorer for Derby. You know, he he did pretty well at Liverpool, despite you know a lot of um, you know derision and what have you. But yeah, I mean, he came to came to life again, I suppose, at, at Villa. But I always find with Dean Saunders that hanging in the background is that that day and that that tackle um but perhaps yes. perhaps we won't perhaps we won't go into that what? he's on the board um, somewhere now Paul isn't he? i saw him in the crowd over the weekend he's yeah he, he is yeah I don't, someone will tell us no but um just just on that it, i read somewhere it always fascinates me that that tackle um which was right in front of the referee um liverpool got a free kick Oh, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Liverpool sees this career-ending tackle, and then yeah. Liverpool get the um, Liverpool get the award from the ref, which is interesting. Very which very apparently came up in the court case. Um, oh, yeah. yeah so. Cool and everything, didn't yeah, it? did. Yeah. Well, which was awkward actually, because by then, Andy Townsend, who was the key witness, because Andy Townsend was playing for Chelsea, yeah. and he was literally the closest player to the ball, I think. Oh, he, he was, <laughs> he was yeah, Dean yeah. Saunders's. I don't think he was captain at Villa by this stage, but he was Dean Saunders's teammate. They were going to court, but so they were on different sides of the aisle, basically, which is a really, really awkward and I think random scenario. So yeah, why, I don't why think... have ITV not made a, a drama about that? I've watched that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, just me and you, an audience <laughs> yeah. of two. Yeah, but um, yeah, why not? Why not? Perhaps we should um, get in touch with someone from the TV companies yeah, and um, pitch our pitch our uh, Dean Saunders idea. <laughs> I love. I knew this was going to take us to some strange corners, but yeah, yeah. Um, that's t- let's go back on. Well, I say on topic. There is only one. There is a, a plethora of topics today. Yeah, um, let's go. Let's go for it. I'm, I'm, I like this. It's up for it. Let's just jump from one thing well, to another. Let's let's keep with Richard Robinson, who also asked us a second question. Um, All right. Um, 
bit greedy. Yeah, I know. Well, we're all <laughs> welcome, but we'll do this one quickly. Um, yeah. This is the plight of the 90s. Steve Ball promoted through the league, losing the playoff twice, ex-England uh-huh. players like Daly and Jeff Thomas. Yeah, Wolves yeah. were a funny one, weren't they, in the night? They never felt like... They always felt they were almost there and they never quite... Because you think, you are right, the players they had, like Tony Daly and George Thomas, they there. And, I mean, Steve Ball was an absolute phenomenon at that mm-hmm. level, probably every level apart from the top flight because he never really tasted it. Yeah. In the England squad, scored on his debut, got to the... He was in the Italian 90 squad at Steve Ball, despite never playing a top flight game, you know. He, play, he played in Italian 90 as well. Exactly, he, started, yeah. he started one of the games, yeah. Um, it was a funny one. I remember... You know, as a kid, you, you tend to not take until you're in that league as a QPR fan. The the lower leagues, they take you until you become like engrossed in it. You know, you get blinded by the flashy lights of the top league. So I remember yeah. slowly coming into my consciousness growing up in the '90s and always thinking, "Oh, that that team will get there eventually," because they were signing big players and they were yeah. a big fist of it. Um, yeah. Never in the like two player finals, as, as Richard mentioned, they never quite got over the line, did they? No, they they didn't, and it. <laughs> It almost felt like in the 90s, like um, I've said in the past, that Nottingham Forest have broken the curse recently, but Sheffield Wednesday have still cursed. That It yeah. just seems like someone somewhere decided that Wolves were not going to be promoted to the Premier League in the 1990s. It just wasn't going to happen. They could throw as much money at the problem as possible. Um, they had you know, arguably maybe the best stadium. They had a nice stadium yeah. for, that, for that league. Um, they'd spent a lot of money on that. Everything of, about Wolves rigged Premier League apart from the fact that they just couldn't get over the finish line for injuries and you know just things that would would sort of conspire against them but Steve Ball was a fabulous goal scorer I mean I think the guy scored over 300 goals yeah I think it's something stupid yeah as a proper striker as they say not yeah not like you know like you're like all strikers are not proper strikers like fake fake ones or something yeah exactly but Steve Ball is an interesting thing, actually. I think what's interesting about Steve Ball is that you and I, the age we're at, and you know other people that are listening, what have you, look back at Steve Ball with like nostalgia. Steve Ball was brilliant. That's the way we look at Steve Ball, yeah. Which, which I, I actually think is right. He was a great yeah. goal scorer, and I don't think it mattered what league he played in. I think he would have scored goals. The difference is, is that, you know, fast forward 30 years to 2023 and, you know, you've mentioned something like, say, Dean Saunders said on TalkSport or whatever, where where there's so many shows about football, people have got agendas, people want to put things out there and try and raise controversial standards. You'd get now, yeah, but he hasn't done it in the Premier League, has he? Yeah. He's, you know, he's only playing in the Championship. You know, it's a big step up from the Championship to Premier League, bloody, 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 blah. And, you know, you get out with Harry Kane in the minute. You know, Harry Kane broke Spurs goal scoring or equaled Spurs goal scoring record last, well, Monday, wasn't it? The other yeah. night. And yeah. um, straight away, it's like, well, yeah, all right. Well done, Harry. And I do subscribe to this, actually. Well done. But there's there's not a trophy to go with it. Yeah. But that there is there is a yeah, there is a there is a sense of snobbery mm-hmm. in 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 it in 2023 where we say, yeah, but and that's what we do. We say, yeah, but whereas with Steve Ball, we just look back and go, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, but we don't go. Yeah, but he never did it in Premier League, did he? We never say that. Why you wouldn't see, you know, if Alexander Mitrovic last year was English, yeah, probably even the craziness of the goal scoring record that he had, yeah, would have been a doubt 
I don't know if he'd get in the England squad because I know yeah. it wasn't that long ago that Jay Bothwell got into the England squad. I believe yeah. well, well, yeah, I mean different um, different, different strokes for uh, different strokes <laughs> for different folks, I suppose. But, um... QBR, and I can tell you, unbelievably got into the England squad. <laughs> um, no offense. Um, uh, yeah, sorry for listening, but you're probably listening. not. Probably on Sky Sports commentating on something that nobody's watching. That's what. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, Steve Ball. I think the different, yeah, I think you've touched upon a good point there as well. I think maybe the the England thing, the the step up from maybe the champ, the you know, second division as it was then to the first division wasn't as humongous as it is now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you know, we just talk, we just touched on Sheffield Wednesday and they they jumped straight up and I think they finished they finished in like the top three they did yeah that team finished in the top three so you you and not in the forest did it a little bit later on you're not going to get that now you know Fulham Fulham are doing very well this season yeah. given their given their due they're doing really really well um and if they finish top the last example of that weren't they yeah ex- exactly yeah yeah and then they got and then they got relegated so you know so you know it is it is you know ifs buts for maybes but you know Steve Ball you know, to go back to the original question um, or point, Steve Ball was a great Steve Ball was a great goal scorer and would have scored goals in the top flight. We'll we'll do a, a my nineties on Wolves at some point. We'll we, get, we have to. We uh, have to because there's a lot to talk about. Um, I know a few Wolves that we could uh, we could uh, tap yeah. up. So uh, we'll do that at yeah. some point. Um, that's look whatever else we were asking. I'm good to my notes. I'm, get, I'm guessing. I'm just going to. I think I've done Richard a disservice. Actually, I think Richard is a Wolves fan now. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. yeah. I try to remember everyone on the tavern, but it's a little bit difficult. Oh, yeah, getting, you know, your 15,000 followers. Uh, I know, it's getting... It's getting open another branch. It's getting... It's getting <laughs> when it was 150, it was a lot easier. Yeah. So, uh, oh, the heady height. Sorry, he's big I, on the screen. I can't quite see it, so... Yeah, yeah. He's out there, so he's happy. Um, yeah, right, so let's I've... talk... Um, there's a lot about the 94-95 season on two different strands, actually, that we've yeah. got. And, I mean... This is a subject we've covered um, quite extensively. We did actually, we did a whole show on it at one point, which is in the archive. And Ed, you mentioned it when we did our underrated and overrated. Uh-huh. Your quote unquote TM is that you think it's the greatest Premier League season. I do, yeah. All time. I mean, the tweet we got from Idol and Analog is this is his handle. Says the night four night five stands out so much to me. Blackburn winning the title, George Graham and his bungs, Paul Merson's yep. Dickens, Crazy Spurs, Sutton and Cole signed for big money, Kung Fu Cantona, yep. Fergie wrote a diary. I mean, as you alluded to in that episode, there's so much that happens in that season. Not just, I mean, the story of the season on a football level is amazing because Blackburn winning the title, that last day drama. That's yeah, the one that that was enough. But yeah, everything uh, yeah. else around it is yeah, is it, insanity. Uh, I've, you know, I've, I've called it many a time. <clears throat> 94, 95 is a soap opera. Yeah. Uh, is a soap opera of a football season. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind that that is the greatest season for drama. Um, you know, you can keep your Aguero last minute thing and all that. You know, it's, I, I get that that's a big moment, but in terms of a whole season, I mean, you've like you've touched upon there and, the, you know, the, of the message that was sent in. You've got the bungs. I mean, you know, stuff like I didn't even know what a bung was. I was 11, 12 years old. I didn't know what a bung was. And then suddenly I was a, an expert in it. Yeah. George Graham was at it. Uh, John Fashnu, allegedly. Bruce Grobbler, allegedly. You know, Hans Sagers. I didn't say allegedly. Um, and, um, you know, Tottenham were booted out of the FA Cup, got 12 yeah. points, and then it got dropped down to six. Uh, Paul Merson, Chris Armstrong, first player got uh, done for uh, 
illegal substances via a test. Um, Eric Cantona, you know, it's the actual anniversary of that uh, yesterday. As uh, we yeah. recording this. And the Trevor Sinclair goal. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that wasn't in that season. So we I know, but I just thought I'd mention that. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, no, I'm not going to talk about that because um, it's overrated um, and uh, also at the same time also at the same time you had um, obviously the riots in Dublin remember that right yeah yeah yeah. Um, David Kelly it just put, keeps going um, this season doesn't it yeah David Kelly put Ireland 1-0 up and uh, then they didn't go, play, didn't they? They finished. Didn't, they didn't play yeah still they haven't, they haven't finished the game yet so yeah. I don't know if Ireland won that or not and of course Jürgen turns up Jürgen Kinsman I mean we're talking we are talking superstar here and I genuinely mean that it was like wow Jürgen Klinsmann is playing for Tottenham and he scored goals of all types now we talk about Haaland today kids Alan Shearer Alan Shearer that season was unplayable he won the he won the league for Blackburn Alan Shearer's goals record I I know it's it's an obvious thing to say but like when you consider what the seasons he missed yeah I know, I know. They, they didn't they total up that he's missed like three seasons or yeah. something in his, his and career, like, and he still scored two hundred and sixty Premier League goals. I mean, he's taken Harry Kane like I don't know yeah. at least four or five thirty plus seasons to get even anywhere near. Yeah, and he still might not. There's still you know what's yeah. the odd off. So there's yeah. So I think he might eventually he might just do it, but I don't think he's gonna you know. And, you know <laughs> The way Harlan's going, yeah. The way Harlan's going, Harry. Obviously, Harry Kane. Harry Kane left it for about a week, probably. But um, I see Harlan as a stop and and break record, and I'll move on to the next league. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But yeah, Shearer was unplayable. Of course, our our um, mutual friend Matt Letizia. Um, obviously, I thought he was brilliant, and you don't. Um, the listeners agreed with me. So yeah, well, yeah, no. Um, and also, he's always. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we won't touch on that. Yeah, I mean, the uh, 2023 Matt Letizia is very different to the 94-95 Matt Letizia, maybe. But yeah, so yeah, just a great, great season in general. And um, Naeem, that was that year as well. Yeah, Naeem from the Fanafa, uh, which every time I see that goal, right, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how it ends up, where it ends up, yeah. because he just sort of kicks it towards the moon and it just seems to come down and I don't I still don't work out what David Seaman was doing, no. but even then the ball like the trajectory of the ball, it just doesn't seem to make sense to me how that how that actually happened. But yeah, it was a great season and and um yeah they said um the message was that Tottenham Tottenham could have their own show on ninety four, yeah, ninety five, which actually I actually well, think is a really good idea. Yeah, I actually think that's a really good idea. Well he says here like uh, production, expulsion yeah. up, two Romanians and a German, Jerry yeah. Francis. Yeah. Um, two days and twenty four hours at Christmas, injuries, a golden boot, PFA player of the year. Yeah. Uh, just gorgeous kits, which is yeah, another uh, yeah. Ronnie Rosenthal's hat trick at Southampton. Um, yeah. And then they got they got knocked out of the FA Cup semi final. But everybody wanted the dream final, didn't they? Yeah. Man United versus Tottenham. Daniel um, Amacachi. Yeah, and Spurs Spurs being Spurs. Or Spursy, as a lot of people would say now, um, lost four one to Everton at Ellen Road in the semi final. Yeah, so um, so yeah, so yeah, there's a lot. I think I think there's a show in that. I do. The yeah. well, I've almost made this some sort of production well, I mean, we meeting have now. Done, but... You know, we did Tottenham with Theo Delaney, our you know our favorite pastor. Yeah. Um, so we yeah. touched on a, a few of those, and we've had Chris uh, Sleg on it, who's actually written a book. Um, right on that season as well. I can't remember yeah. where he was on. It was it wasn't a Tottenham centric one. Um, uh-huh. it's good. I mean, for Tottenham fans, it's I, I hear it's I haven't read it myself, but I hear it's a, a good read yeah. that season. And Jerry Francis does the forward for it as well. So yeah, no, it's, is, uh, yeah. 
it's I mean ninety four ninety five is just incredible. Um, I've always mentioned that there. Do you know the thing that makes me smile the most? It's always yeah. like Klinsman was such yeah. a big deal. Like yeah. and I feel in a way I feel a bit sorry it's a bit harsh, but like it's the kids of today won't get that. Oh my god. Like whoever used like if Lionel mm. Messi signed in his pomp, maybe not today yeah. because he's at the other end of his career. But that's you know He's not. He wasn't far off that level. He was, no. he was an absolute superstar. Yeah, and, and we're not a title chasing team. They were a mid table, mid table, mid table club. Yeah, team, if anything. Yeah, and there he was standing there in that pony uh, kit that he wore, and then that celebration, yeah. beautiful purple pony kit. It yeah. was just one of those moments that. And going and just just going back, actually, you mentioned um, Theo Delaney, and when we had him on our pod, and he I'd forgotten this or hadn't read it myself, but. Um, he said about Klinsman signing and how um, it was done in Monaco and Sugar yeah. rang, I love this, Sugar rang Sky up and said, I'm signing Jürgen Klinsman, get a camera down here. And basically there was a video footage of them shaking hands. So, so either way, because the camera was there, Sugar had Klinsman because yeah. if he relegated on the deal, it was like, well, you've gone back on your, you've gone back on your word. And uh, a man, it's a man oh, is the reason why Alan Sugar is the man and the wealth that he owns, and absolutely is host of the greatest TV show on the planet as well. So, what match of match of the day? I'm the Apprentice, mate. I'm, I'm all over. <laughs> it's, my, it's my fave, and I'm very happy that it's as we call this Thursday, and I get to watch it tonight. Um, but, True. But yeah, True. Tottenham. Yeah, I think John, who sent that to us, yeah, it's definitely another one. Like I said we could do deep dives on a lot of these, but yeah, that is something we may um, may revisit. But but to go back to the original point, 1994-95 yes. is the greatest football season in Premier League history, in my opinion. They should do an ITV drama on the 94-95 season. Are we basically lobbying ITV? So so far they we've do a got lot of Dean. Dramas. So far we've got Dean Saunders, right, the having trial. his own or yeah, Dean the Saunders, work, yeah. the Dean Saunders yeah. trial and all that. Yeah. And now suddenly we've got like a soap opera 94-95. Yeah. I think we're missing a trick here. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Book it. Book it. Yeah, if only we knew someone who worked in television. Well, Theo Delaney might start us on a path down there. Anybody, just anybody, anybody listening. Mum, yeah. if you're listening, do you know anyone that works for TV? Anyone, send it our way. We'll write, we'll yeah. get right in the scripts. Um, switching from Tottenham, another team we have, again, spoke extensively on here, and we've had, especially Sashin, who's, uh, you know, we've done my 90s on with him. Um, Liverpool, which is the nineties, mm. is a, obviously a a transitional decade. I suppose is the nicest word I can use. And um, yeah. the late just... the late bids, Keith Blades, uh, his tweet was, "What happened to Liverpool and their decline from the top spot? That crazy four four draw with Everton, the Gleish resigning, the soonish years, and then the Spice Ball Boy era." I think. I mean, without trying to sum up Liverpool, I mean, without dumbing down the question or trying to wrap mm-hmm. it up very quickly, I mean, I think the the key element of Liverpool's decline was it. It was transition. It was an end of an era and then not quite building the next one in the most perfect, organic way. Whereas, you know, Fergie and Liverpool fans won't like me comparing them to each other, but Alex Ferguson managed to build dynasty upon dynasty once he got over that first rough period at Man United. Liverpool, when they lost Doug Leash, was hoping that Soonis would do that. Mm. I don't know. Was it too soon for Soonis coming from Rangers? It didn't. It just didn't work out. His signings didn't work out. And yeah. in that moment, the boot room, Roy Evans was never a stronger, a strong enough character yeah. to carry that on. Yeah. And by the end of the decade, you know, Hule was in there and that whole ethos had changed. So yeah, I think it, it very much was a, 
a, an end of an era and not quite taking the next era because they had such you know they had such a good squad of young players when you think of the Manamans, the Rednaps, Fowler, Owen later on. Yeah, and I then, think the um, I think the, I think there's a massive. I mean, when they look back now, there's a massive sort of lessons learned in terms of the boot yeah. room that it wasn't going to last forever, but there was no future planning. So. Nobody expected Douglas to resign. Like nobody. The only person that expected Kenny Douglas to resign was Kenny Douglas. Um, it, nobody saw that coming. I mean, when you read his book and everything that he went through and the stress that he was under, yeah, um, you know, the effect well, he was it was having on this. I mean, yeah, I mean, that was, I mean a, that was a hangover from Hillsborough. I mean, how that, mate? The, the guy went to every funeral. Yeah, I mean, that is. I mean, I mean, massive respect. I mean, that, that I mean, that can, that must be. I mean, that the thing that what that must do to you psychologically is, you know, is yeah. is, is you know, is, is beyond, is beyond me really. But um, so the pressure he was under, and then yeah, so they appointed outside of the boot room, but they appointed somebody that had been there before and who had been successful in his current job at um, Glasgow Rangers. So Sunes came in, but by Sunes's own admission. He changed too much too yeah. soon. He got rid of Beardsley. He got rid of Ray Houghton. He got rid of Steve Staunton. He got rid of, you know, a, a whole multitude. Nicole, um, Nicole, yeah. Nicole hanging around for a bit, I think. But um, Alan Hansen retired, which was a big, um, which yeah. was a big thing for them as well. So they, they lost their captain. Um, you know, and, and players were, you know, John Barnes got injured, you know, was never the same again and had to reinvent himself as this sort you know, of brilliant centre midfield. Rush was not... He, he was still scoring, but he was, he was Rush of the late 80s. Exactly. But then, but then you look at it and they went on a, you know, they went on a bit of a, a transfer a transfer uh, spree. I mean, they bought Mark Wright and Dean Saunders for this. Dean Saunders again, they bought, they bought them both for, um, you know, silly Silly money at the time, really. It was expensive money at the time. Um, and that didn't quite work off, in, especially in Saunders's, um, Saunders's case. He bloodied young players um, at Manaman, obviously Redknapp. But, you know, it, it wasn't a great period for Liverpool this time. You know, Julian Dix and, you know, it, it, Julian, Dix, yeah. Julian Dix just looked like a fish out of water, to be yeah. honest. He was, he was West Ham through and through and he should have just stayed there his whole career probably um but um you know players like that and there was you know the tour i mean there's always the joke ones isn't there like you're talking about picnics you know you're talking picnics and you whatever My whatever gosh. else yeah. um cosma um and then the thing about being offered um being offered cantona and then turning it down and so there's all that and then but when you say all that i mean you know in terms of the decade it because they set such ridiculous standards it was a decline, but other clubs would, you know, bite your hand off for a decade like that. Winning, winning FA Cup and League Cup, um, finishing, you know, apart from the year they finished eighth, I think, I think consistently top four and five sort of places. Yeah. yeah. They reached a Cup Winners Cup semi-final where they got absolutely battered by PSG, if I remember rightly, but, yeah. and they probably should have done better yeah. there, but they, yeah. yeah, so, so, in, in terms of a decade, it wasn't it wasn't horrendous, but then when you compare it to the seven season eighties, it was an absolute disaster, and it took them a very very long time to get anywhere near that. And it's, I would argue that they only started to get really near that when Jurgen Klopp showed yeah. up. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I think. You know, I, 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 a lot of different mistakes made, but yeah, you know, I I appreciate that. You know, Benitez got the, the European Cup in Istanbul and then got them to another final two years later. But 
I would say um, that on balance, he never really got close to the league title or anything like that in terms of consistency. The fax season when they, yeah, but they they went downhill as soon as he started opening his mouth about fax, to be perfectly honest. So I think he, um, I think he played a big, big part there but you know and his personality was always um questioned by the players i think julier yeah. was the julier was more of a, a man manager um but anyway that's a you know appreciate that's another decade but um so yeah uh liverpool i mean it was a decline by a lot of people's standards it's not a decline but it's not bad yeah um, it's, it's, i remember sashin saying that at the end of the show we did with him that right when you put it on paper yeah it's a pretty successful Season yeah, in terms of what they won, what they achieved, the players they saw, you know, yeah, I think who was the the star at that point, he was the one that everybody wanted. Okay, it didn't quite work out, yeah, as much as they wanted. I mean, having the I game th- of the decade, game of the Premier League era as well. That's like, yeah, the moment of that era, yeah. I think, I think the Roy Evans thing as well with the so with Sooness, obviously, they took they went outside of the, yeah, as I say, outside the boot room for the first time, then they sacked him and they thought, oh, you know, Christ, what are we gonna. What do you do now? Oh, I know. We'll go back to what mm. we did before. And they appointed Roy Evans. And I mean, I didn't. I mean, I didn't know too much about Roy Evans no. at the time. And I still, to be honest, I still don't know. I, th- I know that he was a player. Yeah. Um, I don't think he played that much. But when I look, when I've seen old footage of Liverpool in the eighties and stuff, I'm like, is that Roy Evans as a physio with a sponge in his hand? You know, and and I'm, I was like, is he the physio or is he a coach? I, I was, yeah. I was never, yeah. I was never. And then. And then suddenly his manager, but the, the joint manager thing was a way that was a, if if this was today, you'd be saying that's a bottle job thing yeah. where they can't, they haven't got the heart to tell him that he's not part of the furniture anymore, but they're going to bring in someone to help him. And it was never going to work because the players didn't know who yeah. to go to. It's a reason know. I've only, I can only think of Charlton who did it as well with Grit yeah. Kirbishly. Grit Kirbishly. But that, that did work for... A very short three, time, three yeah. years or so, yeah. but then suddenly, when they parted ways, that's when you know, as when Charlton got promoted. But, but yes, yeah, so you know, joint managers never going to work. So yeah, there was a decline. Sooness has to take a large proportion of the blame for that, um, I think. Um, but also, he won the FA Cup, so I suppose you've got to add that into his plus column. But all in all, you know, I still think you know this is a personal thing, but I've said this before. But you know, I. I absolutely love the fact that my mum bought me um, Graham Sooness, soccer manager, <laughs> on the day on the day that he got sacked by Liverpool, with absolutely no irony whatsoever. She came back from the shops and she was like, "Oh, I've just it was Commodore sixty four. Yeah, I had, I remember you know, we, it. I don't think we, I we, Commodore, she, she, and they were tapes. Yeah. So she came in with this tape and she said, "Oh, I've just bought you this. It was in boots, right? This is where the computer games we used to buy." Keeps computer games in boots, right? And she walked in and said, "Oh, I've, I've got this tape. I've just bought you this game." She, I mean, she likes football. My mum, but not, you know, she, you know, she wouldn't. She, she obviously she was out. She had no idea that Livers were. Oh, and I was like, "Oh, he's he's just been sacked." You know, it was just <laughs> like it was just like the irony of it was brilliant. Um, so yeah, soccer manager by Graham Sooness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, God bless Graham Sooness. Yeah, good question. And yeah, I think we uh, we summed that up quite nicely from uh, uh, Keith Blades. Um, switching continental um, before Ooh. we uh, run about, you know, um, Italian clubs' dominance in Euro competitions says uh, mm-hmm. uh, Sat Jinda, I hope I pronounced that right, um, 
their European competition in the whole decade. Juventus themselves reached six finals. Parma, a small club, but won the Cup, Winners' Cup and UEFA Cup. Sampdoria got to the European uh, Cup final. Torino got to a final. And that's without mentioning the two Milan clubs. I mean, we did a, obviously we did a show not really, sometime last year, didn't we, with uh, talking about Italian football with Jonathan Gray about Mm-hmm. The dominance of Serie A and you know we, it won't take us very long to mention you know James Richardson and Football Italia and, absolutely you know, we all kind of the nostalgic feels that we the Italian football we saw from this side of the Atlantia but yeah I mean European wise because really English clubs were it was very it was a, still quite for us of 90s kids to see them in finals was a bit like wow because it's Italian clubs was where, where is that they dominated the European stage and mm. As, as you know, the, the, the uh, Santinger was there. Six finals, Juventus. You know, they had the likes of Ravinelli, the late Viali, who we haven't mentioned, mm-hmm. who sadly passed away since we last spoke. It's, yeah. uh, I mean, it was, it, Serie A at that, in that decade was, which is why we talk about Klinsman and so, and why it was so astonishing to see him in the Premier League, yeah. is the big players went to Serie A at that point. They were all there. That's why Gaza went there to Lazio in, in yeah. So, I mean, but he's right. I mean, they did just dominate the, the European stage, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for for nineties football fans, there's sort of a timeline with Italian football, which starts right at the start of the decade with Italian ninety. So you watch that, you fall in love with the stadiums. For example, you know the stadiums looked compared to what we had, which was crumbled old, mm. crumbled old shells in comparison. You know, the San Siro looked like something from outer space. You know, um, Sampdoria Stadium um, looks like something from out, you know, out of a different, you know, different world completely to what we were used to. You know, Juventus as well, and so there was all the there was all that kind of wow, this is brilliant. The stadiums, and then obviously, you know, Paul Gascoigne, our greatest, like the jewel in the crown, signs for Lazio. Um, at this point, I'm contractually obliged because of Stu's fee for Afterbacks to say that David Platt signed for Bari. So suddenly, <laughs> suddenly you're 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 like, wow, these players are all well, our best players are now starting to go over there and play. But at the same time, the stars of those World Cups were all in Italy, more or less. Yeah, you know, obviously Baggio and Scalacci and you know, obviously they were there, but you know, you you Klinsmans and Klinsmans, Matamus, Breyer, all them, all them Yeah, they're all Van Basten, they're all there, you know, they are all there. And then suddenly there is this kind of you know, wave of love of Italian football from people our age, which, you know, um because of you know what Channel Four did, but the actual teams were brilliant because they don't like the question, you know, the, the point that's been raised is that they all, um, you know, dominated European football. You know, I mean, like Palmer, I mean, like who, you know, in, in, in terms of football greatness, I mean, who are Palmer? Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like they're not like, a, they're a know, bit like a Toto Scalacci we mentioned before. Who's yeah, like frozen yeah. time in Italian. Yeah. When I think of Palmer, that kind yeah. of, Period from like ninety five onwards. And yeah, like what a what a, what, oh, what a team! Yeah, I mean they, yeah they had they had a great they had a great side. Um, and Juventus were just, I mean, who who reaches three? Cha- I mean, I'll probably get this. Probably happens all the time now. But who reaches three Champions League finals in a row? Yeah, I mean, obviously <laughs> Real Madrid have probably done it recently, but you know, Juventus are just. The Juventus were just incredible, um, and the players they had, and you see their lineup from like one to eleven was just incredible. And you know, I mean, even when when they when they won the European Cup, it was on penalties against that great 
Ajax, young Ajax team. Um, and then they lost the next two. They lost to Dortmund. Yeah. They were like, Strange you know, but that was almost, that was a shock. It was like, how have Juventus lost? Uh, you know, because they are that good. Um, but, you know, we've mentioned Viali as well. I mean, that is, a, you know, it's a tragic. Oh, it's horrible. Um, you know, yeah. the, the out, but the outpouring of, of love for the guy um, yeah. well, was... Without um, trying to trample on a name job, I mean, I, I interviewed Viali years and years ago mm-hmm. at a hotel in London, and to be honest, the actual, uh, what he was promoting, it was a computer, like a, some sort of computer game, like a PC oh. art role-playing football game, never took up Lords of Football, I want to say it was called, I can't even remember. Uh-huh. And, and the content for the magazine wasn't great, because the game wasn't, but... I spent a lot. There's a video somewhere on YouTube and we're talking about it. And I, he's just the most one of the most engaging individuals. Mm. Like to talk to, like you know, footballers by their nature can sometimes be quite hard to have a rapport with. He's got better yeah. ideas than media training, but Viali, you just seem to just you just want to talk football, but talk yeah. such a nice and what's you involved as well. Mm. It's, it's it's kind of hard to explain, but it's yeah. I can when I heard all the outpouring for him, I it was nice to think that I. Could, I could resonate with him because I'd, yeah, uh, I'd have half an hour in his company in my life and I kind of yeah. go, yeah, I get that. I understand yeah. that. Yeah, and, and what a thing, you know, what a thing, what a thing to say um, from your perspective as well. But, you know, obviously when, when somebody, you know, passes on, there's always this sort of outpouring of, um, you know, what a nice guy they were and everything. But the outpouring of love yeah. for Gianluca Viali was like, wow. It, took, it actually... I mean, obviously, you would expect in this country, you would expect it from Chelsea supporters because, yeah. you know, he he was the player and the manager, and they'd, they'd won trophies in that period of time and stuff, and he entertained, and that's great. But like, you were reading things like, and I, I do love, I do like this when you know when when somebody wants to praise something that's from a rival club, and they'll finish it by saying, "And that's from a Tottenham fan," you know, <laughs> or "That's from yeah. an Arsenal oh, fan," because 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 they're emphasising the fact that despite the rival sort yeah. of boundary they loved him too or they they appreciated him too and i i couldn't believe actually how much i i um i read that mm. in on like twitter and in the newspapers and, yeah. and what have you and um he was some player as well he was he got english like, football i always thought that like yeah he kind of got yeah. it quite quickly yeah even though he was at the tail end of his career and didn't i'm not saying he you know as a player he didn't break records or score a, a, a yeah. amount of goals but he did score important yeah. And just kind of got it. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, he kind of came in and he was almost one of the boys yeah. immediately. Um, apparently, you know, in his earlier days, he loved a cigarette as well um, during training or oh, after training. He'd just be, it's almost like a pub footballer, but with an immense skill. I mean, proper he's a wonderful, striker. a proper <laughs> striker. He's, he's a, he had a wonderful life as well. I mean, he was born into, he was born into a very wealthy um, family and, you know, he could have just, put his feet up for most of his life, but he wanted to to follow the path of the skill that he'd been given, um, which is, is to play football. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he was, he's a fascinating part of the whole um, Italian and Juventus, you know, story as well in the 90s. So, but yeah, I mean, going, just going back, I mean, I mean, AC Milan were, you know, I remember watching the European Cup final when they beat Barcelona 4-0. Oh, and I, 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 I knew it was a good performance. I didn't, un- maybe at the time, I didn't understand how unfancied they were against that Barcelona yeah. team. And they absolutely annihilated them. Um, and that was, 
you know, so that was good. But, you know, having lost the final to Marseille the year before. So Italian teams were always there or thereabouts. Um, and then, you know, the next decade or two, it was almost sad to see that it yeah. wasn't like that. Italian football now, do you ever watch it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, actually, yeah, I'm quite yeah. over the last few years back oh. into it. Cause I yeah, think it's... When, when I can on a Sunday evening, it's not, it's not to the same standard. No. Um, it's not to the same standard. But I tell you what, it's entertaining and then there's not a, there's not a dull moment. Each yeah. game provides some... Yeah, and each not each this game Napoli are running away with it, but yeah, yeah. But each each team each game provides either some sort of VAR controversy or some kind of, you know, um, you know. I was watching a uh, Juventus last week against Atalanta, I think, and Lookman who played for uh, Everton. Yeah. Got... And still and, uh, really young as well, like absolute cracker of a header, yeah. right? And I was like, this is. I mean, it's just so entertaining. So yeah, Italian football. You know, anybody of our generation is going to have a soft spot for Italian football, I think. Yeah, definitely. Do you know, I remember the other day, it was really around, I can't remember what sparked my memory. I used to buy the Football Italian magazine. Yeah. Which was like a spin-off of the uh, Channel the, 4 show. But 4 show, I, yeah, I think. I was a magazine, as you know, I'm obviously I work in the industry and as a, uh, as a kid I was obsessed with magazines and I remember... Not that I always read it, because I think it was aimed at slightly older audience, like the world soccer audience used to buy yeah. Football Italia as well. But it, it was so, like, it was so big in this country. It had its own magazines dedicated. Like, yeah. that wouldn't happen now. Like, you wouldn't want nah. to things that really happen now. But that sort of, there wasn't, a you know, a Bundesliga magazine. There wasn't nah. a La Liga magazine. But, like, Football nah. Italia, that's how big it was. That publishers thought, like... And it went for a good few years as well. I think definitely. It's, it's, it's a website as well. Yeah, definitely. No, um... You know, it, Italian football in the nineties was just tremendous. I mean, even I, when I look back now, I don't think I watched like many games as well. I know it sounds daft, but I did watch games, but not as many maybe as a ship. But the show on the Saturday was always the way to catch up with what yeah, yeah. what had happened. Yeah, it's a nan goals, and you know, I remember being um, at my nan's not in Chino before she had any sort of Sky or cable. Yeah. Um, that was on, a, and it was great because I could go there, sit on, a, and I'd sit there. I, I could see myself in the chair watching James Richardson and the skits yeah. they do, and seeing the big players. And yeah, because it wasn't just that as well. Because I remember what was quite important was that in the run up to France '98, so when England were battling with the Italians to get to get there, you know, the, the night in Rome and all that, you we got to see highlights of Italy's games. Yeah, through that period of through that period of time. And there was like features on the national team and stuff. So it's almost like you've got a real deep dive yeah. insight into, well. into what your opponents were, you know. Um, perhaps that's how we did it. Perhaps Glenn just watched, you football know, Italia. Italia, Football Italia every Saturday morning. And then that's how we... Uh, I'm, that's how we... I'm, I'm surprised Channel 4, I haven't tried to buy the rights and gone on, on a retro kind of... Yeah. Because, um... you know, the... Children of that age, of that era are now a certain age where they they're the ones buying and yeah. it's subscription. And I, I'm surprised no one's it's, gone down. Yeah, no BT have tried it a little bit because they've got James Richardson. Yeah. He does the goal show and stuff. Yeah, presumably it's a presumably it's a money issue. Oh yeah, and it's who would watch him with so, so with social media. You can watch the goals like that now. Would you? Would anyone? Would the majority yeah. on a prime time show on a channel watch it? I, I can see that. Yeah, so so on our on... retro. So on our TV lobby list, that's 94 and 95, Dean Saunders and Football Italia. Football Italia. I don't need that as a drama. I just need that revamped and rebooted for... Yeah. All right. Oh, you don't want much? 
Not no. much. You just want them to spend three. I'm just changing the whole TV schedule. <laughs> TV, Mr. Chambers. Yay. Let's on. There's a good segue. Uh, let's finish on this last one, which is a bit more on the uh, on the fun side. Not that Italian yeah. fun. Um, although I didn't mention Sampdoria completely sum up Italian football in the 90s for me. If I yeah. think Italian footballs, I always think of Sampdoria. Platt, Mancini, Viali, that kit. Yeah. Um, yeah 92 um, European Cup final. But yeah, final point on that. But yes, let's finish on a, it's, again, a very left field tweet from TD Fent. Yeah. I suggest if you've not already done it, which um, we haven't, um, mainly because I don't know how much of this is a show, but maybe if there's enough, we'll turn it into a whole show. 90s mm-hmm. soaps and football. Now, People who listen do we do dropping some soap references. I think we had a long chat on neighbours when that was axed. Yeah. Uh, last year, although it's now coming back. Well done, everyone, to get that back on the TV screens. Although lack of Annalise will always be a bit of a disappointment to us all. Um, yeah, absolutely. Abs- absolutely. I uh, I second that. <laughs> um, but no, there is a weird night. There is a link. And I know, Ed, you do a lot of this on your Twitter feed with. Yeah. Um, Arthur Fowler and the were they Wolford were they called Wolford Town or Wolford? Yeah, Arthur Fowler was a big Wolford Town fan. Wolford, he was Wolford Town, Wolford Town, yeah. Wolford Town FC apparently. Yeah. So then, yeah, there was so there was that, and then Coronation Street. Now, what is Corrie's? It's Weatherfield, isn't it? Weatherfield something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I, 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 I would a couple of years ago, I was quite an avid Corrie watcher. I've I right. it, and I always used to not understand. I'm not. I'm talking modern day, more nineties now. Yeah. Where they were meant to be in the football pyramid because a lot of the characters always yeah. avoid them. Yeah, it seemed yeah. like quite a big team, but then at the same time, Tommy Orpington, who was their star player, I remember his right. name, used to Tommy come into Orpington. the Rovers, and it's like, well, that wouldn't happen if they weren't like you know, they, they must yeah. be a kind of non-league-ish, maybe yeah. two team. I don't know where they're meant to be, but yeah, that's more modern day. What I remember from the nineties is yeah, Arthur Fowler and Wolford Town. Yeah, Arthur Fowler would Wolford Town, of course. Arthur being such a a great Wolford uh, fan. They were definitely a non-league outfit, judging by the way it was written. Definitely, yeah. And of course, they um, they acquired a young Irish lad uh, as a trainee professional uh, called Aidan, who was played uh, by Sean, Sean Maguire. And Sean Maguire, sort of going through the through the memory bank here, but he was like a early 90s kind of pin-up. They turned oh, yeah. him into a pop totally. star, if memory. Yeah, he, wrote a, he released a great... Here we go. He released a great song. I think that's... Not, yeah, back end of Right, the- OK. Can I just stop you there, right? <laughs> so for everybody listening, where Ash says it was a great song, right? It's bound to be crap, right? <laughs> says the man who doesn't like Umbop. Um, yeah, exactly. Called, I think it's called Today's the Day. It's quite it's, it's slightly right. after EastEnders, but Google it. Sean Maguire. Today's, Today's the day. Today's the day. How do you remember that? It's that's true, amazing, right? <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. But yes, he became a heartthrob through EastEnders, but he he he's entered yeah. into the um, soap was as a player for Wolford Town. Then he didn't he live with Arthur and Paulie. It, yeah, so he came in to the show. Uh, with a, as everybody seems to do in, in, in Albert Square, he came in with a very, very bright future ahead of him. Apparently, he was a young, gifted footballer, right? And um, he, joined, he joined the show in like January, right? And he then had a leg injury, which, you know, ruined his career and all this sort of stuff. And then he fell in with the, the wrong crowd and like the girlfriend, Mandy. Yeah, Mandy was a was a bit of a bit of a wrong one. Nicola Stapleton, I think. Her wow. Name. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're showing real geekiness here, aren't we? Um, so he fell in with the wrong crowd. So by by the time the year was out, he was basically a down and out homeless uh, person that basically begged and 
stole his way around Albert Square and was basically ostracized from from society, really, and almost uh, threatened um, suicide, apparently, in the Christmas special, which is obviously going to cheer. It's obviously going to cheer everybody up on Christmas Day and as they have a tendency to do um, in Walford. So he he went from having a bright future to being homeless within about 11 months. Um, But he did live with Arthur and Pauline for a a short time. Yeah. But yeah, it was bizarre. It was a bizarre take because it was almost like... How you go from from being, you know, potentially, you know, the big clubs were looking at him apparently, and then uh, whatever that, that means. Yeah, and like then um, Emma Wolford, how big are we talking? Are we talking yeah, about exactly, exactly. You know, so and then and then to be a complete sort of, you know, homelessness person at the end of the year, very bizarre. But that's what happens in EastEnders. They take a good, they take a good character and then they absolutely ruin them before they leave the show. <laughs> Um, which yeah. is kind of what happens, but I'm on I mean, EastendersFandom.com, and it's right. got a page on Walford Town Football Club. Doesn't really sort of suggest any sort of league status that they are in. It's got a few uh-huh. former players. Um, Aidan Bronson was his Bron- right. Bronson, Bronson, was his surname. Right. So, okay. I'm surely they went. Who's Irish and famous? James Bond. Well, yeah, let's go with yeah, him. <laughs> I I have right. I'm going to be. Someone's going to laugh at me for this. I have this thing that I I think Aidan or Sean Maguire's, I think he's English, as in born here, and I think a- his a- parents. Sean Maguire, I think, think 100%. yeah, I th- yeah, I was to say, I think his parents were Irish, which meant that he was very easily, you know, able to transition into that sort of Dublin type accent that he um that he had on the show. But yeah, Wolford Town. I mean, the best thing about so, I mean, let's not beat around the bush here. I mean, we've talked about Aidan, right, and that was all right. But the best thing about the '90s soaps and football was the Queen Vic put pub football team in the mid 90s um and which was led to the you know pub cup or whatever by uh nigel remember big nigel curly hair like used to run a video store and uh video store store. (laughs) married to debbie who died in a car crash yeah yeah. oh when debbie died that was awful um but um yeah so it was nigel and obviously they had (laughs) They had players in the team like uh, Grant Mitchell and uh, yeah. Mark Fowler, David Winston, Wicks. Winston? Yeah, David Winston, maybe. Yeah, David Wicks, uh, Alan Jackson, yeah. uh, Robbie Keep Jackson. Alan Jackson. Really? Oh, of course you would know that. Uh, Robbie Jackson as well. They had a real, uh, they had, you know, the, the cream of the, the cream of Albert Square or basically any bloke that could walk straight. Um, but the filming of it is absolutely brilliant. The filming of it is absolutely brilliant um, because, I mean, we've both posted it on social media before, but Robbie Jackson scores a goal where he gets the ball and you think he was Lionel Messi, but he does this kind of, I'm doing it now, no one can see me, but it's almost like a shoulder kind of shuffle. like And, um, and uh, yeah, he's doing a yeah. shoulder, sort of shoulder shuffle. Sorry, and then... Right, okay. And then, but as as... Robbie Jackson runs with a ball. The two actors that come to tackle him have never played football before in one of their lives because one of them dives forward with his head, but he goes in the wrong direction. So he doesn't even go towards the ball. He just kind of puts his head forward and and then he goes through and scores. But of course, the best thing about it was, was that they had they had big Ron in goal, right? Because obviously he was the big lad. He's big lad, but yeah. My, my granddad got, knew big Ron. Yeah, but oh really? Yeah. yeah. But he got um he got injured for the final. So who did they turn to? 
but none yeah. other. Who else would you turn to in a crisis but Arthur Fowler? And, uh, Neville Southall coming on for Bradford all those years ago. You're getting the fucking goal. Exactly. Get get the old boy in there. And um, I, I think from memory, he might have saved the day or something. He was the hero of the hour anyway. And um, they won the cup um, because the script writers decided that they'd win the cup. Yeah. So I'm just, uh, I'm just looking at the footage now as you speak as well. Like they're wearing a like yeah. maroony kind of colour. Yeah. Um like, uh, yeah. Owens in it as well, Ricky. He yeah, was Ricky, yeah. It yeah, was the most it was the most nineties kit as well, yeah. Pinstriped, yeah. And then I mean Nigel's wearing a jacket that looks like Georgie Campos's goalkeeping kit. Yeah. Um and I'm, so is pretty sure, Bauer, so. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Peggy Mitchell was his assistant manager or something. Yeah, no, she, she was there. Well, I've obviously got the sound on, I've turned it off now because that's bad audio. Yeah. But yeah, Penny Peggy's there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a classic. Oh, it is. It is. One of us, and we'll, uh, we can, you can relive the glory that was the Queen Pick, Queen Vic pub five aside team. It is, it is incredibly 90s. And there's one, there's one Coronation Street thing that I can remember football wise in the 90s. So, uh, bear with me with this one. Do you remember Reg Holdsworth? Of course, who couldn't? Yeah, yeah Reg Holdsworth with the sort of blue glasses and yeah, he run, yeah. he run the supermarket, which I think was called Better Buys Best, or something. Best, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Reg Holdsworth. Right, volunteered to be in a police lineup, right? And because you used to get paid for that, and he got picked out uh, by mistake as a flasher. <laughs> do you remember this? Yes, I do. As you say, right? as he got yeah. picked out as a flasher, right? So the joke was, you know, it was all rife in the Rovers. He heard about Reg, and I think even Mike Baldwin walked in and opened his jacket and sort of said, "You're right." and they were really making fun of him and then there was a five-a-side team in the pub and uh, they were playing at the local sports centre or something and they were being supported by do you remember Phyllis with the, the purple oh, hair yeah yeah. 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 yeah but it turns out that the next scene was her hitting an old man with her handbag because he was he was the Weatherfield flasher so yeah. she caught she caught the Weatherfield flasher so because there was a five-a-side team Reg got off you see so um and I mean, got off the charge. Not that's you know. a very dark corner of your mind. You've popped that. I know, up. I know. I, I, I honestly, right? I don't know how I remember this shit. Right? I really don't. Um, you know, my mum used to say that if I remembered anything at school, I might have made something. I know. Wrong, but, I um, was getting football stick. If I, I can remember every single football sticker, but ask me a maths equation, and I'm like, yeah, oh, long, <laughs> long division, long what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> long ball. I can tell you about. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that was a real tangent we went County. off. There. That's what it is. Weatherfield, well, Weatherfield County. I like the way you you sort of said at the start of that segment that this is the fun bit, and then we sort of got you know all got a bit serious with like Aiden being homeless and, and flashing. Um, flashing and stuff. But that's, that's hey, what happens in the soap hey, world. Yeah. Hey kids, that's that was the nineties. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I didn't really watch Brookie, but I don't know if they nah. had a team. I can't really. That oh, I've got. I've got um I've got a brookie story. This is absolutely true, right? So you know when you're a kid, right? And you you the soaps are on and you know their TV shows, but sometimes in your head you're like, are they are they real? Like are they real yeah. places? Yeah. You know, is Coronation Street really a road in, in Manchester? This is absolutely genuine. Um my um one of my friends and his dad were going to a game at um Anfield, right? And I got invited to go with them, right? So I'd never been to Anfield before. Mm-hmm. So I was like, right, okay, yeah, I mean, you know, once a lifetime thing, maybe. Went with them, 
right? This is no word of a lie, right? I wish I could say I'd made this up. We pulled into this road and we parked up. And as we got out of the car, this is absolutely genuine. This bloke walked past with his dog. And it was Sinbad from Brookside. It was Sinbad from Brookside. I am not joking. It was like the first person I saw. I was like, oh my God, it's it's I've only about eleven. I was like, oh my god, it's it's true. They actually do live here. That, that that's how it that's how it works. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's just like Sinbad forgotten as well, yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. I, I'd forgotten, I'd genuinely forgotten that story until you mentioned the word Brookside. I did, it's funny because I don't really. I think my parents watched it a bit, but it's funny how you just remembered certain characters like Sinbad. Like why yeah. do I a Sinbad? Like Jimmy, Sinbad? Jimmy Corkill and stuff. Yeah, and the yeah. guy, with the curly hair and the bushy moustache. I don't remember his name, but his face I can see. Was it's, he the guy that's? Was he the guy that was on Soccer AM that then ended up in? Um, was he the guy Brian Regan? Someone's screaming while they're listening to this game. Yeah. His name is. And well, the guy, the guy, the guy with curly hair, Brian Regan, who actually ended up. Um, end up in prison, actually, funnily enough. Oh, but really? um, yeah, do you remember him being on Soccer AM as a scouser in the 90s? And he Maybe. was on Brookside, and then he was yeah. he was like the goalkeeper, you know, when they do the penalty yeah, shootouts outside. Yeah, yeah. So I remember them, and then later on, obviously, you know, like, um, what's her face? I've got her name's Anna Freel and Jenny yeah. and all that. I remember when, yeah. the, when the lads era started, I suppose. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't remember ever having a football team, which is, yeah. you know, but no, not like. But I think we should end by praying homage to Walford Town and Weatherfield County. Absolutely, I'm a, I'm a, I think I'm a Walford Town till I die. I want to see them. I want to see them play each other because they're, <laughs> they're a bit of a grudge match. The Walford yeah. Town v Weatherfield County. That come on, yeah. man, we want to see that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with uh, yeah. Nigel's manager. Nigel's yeah, Nigel Nigel's manager. Yeah, I think it'd be a yeah, be a bit of a stretch to bring Arthur back these yeah, days. But there you go. Difficult. Yeah, what's he doing? Yeah. Yeah, Nigel, he's. I'm going to Google Nigel Eastenders. What is he up to these days? <laughs> oh no, he's giving me to someone I don't know. I have to look another day. Um, right. But no, um, that's been a, that's been fun. I would. Say. Well, it's been it's been fun for me and you. Yeah, if anybody. If anybody if anybody still listening, still listening. Is, yeah, if anybody's still listening who thinks that was sort of fun, give us a like and all that nonsense. Yeah, tell yeah, us and we'll uh, do it again. But if not, yeah, if we don't hear from you, we gather that <laughs> if we get if we hear no feedback at all, we understand. We understand. We won't we'll bring a guest back next week so we can shut yeah. about uh, making ITV dramas and yeah, uh, and we've got back. we've got uh, we've got a few guests lined up coming up, haven't we? So uh, yeah. 2023 is going to be another good year. So yeah. don't worry about that. Um, Ed, where can people follow you continuously if they want to hear more about Walford Town AFC? Uh, at Tavern Football. They can follow They can follow us at Tavern Football. Excellent. And as always, follow us at AK90s on Twitter. And we will see you soon. We'll, we'll, yes, we'll have we'll back to guests and everything. We've got loads coming, as we say. So stick around for us. And until next time, keep it 90s. Today's the day for a little ride in the countryside Let's go now Blue skies and sunshine for everyone, for anyone We'll show them how Today's the day for a layabout Chilling out, busy doing nothing all day long Oh yeah, and now you smile